listening to the City Center Podcast from West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm Jerry Marcello. The city of West Palm Beach is often called a paradise. It's true, this corner of the world boasts some of the finest beaches, waterways, and natural habitats anywhere in the world. But paradise can be lost. Careless management of natural resources can alter the landscape and force the climate to change in unpredictable ways. But some communities are working to preserve and protect nature. West Palm Beach is one, with an entire department dedicated to sustainable living and protecting the environment. Joining us today is Penny Redford, Resilience and Climate Manager at the City's Office of Sustainability. Penny, welcome. Thank you. We have a lot to protect here in the city of West Palm Beach. We're a place surrounded by water and nature. Um, what does this Office of Sustainability actually do to help with that? Well, we have a big focus on water, both water conservation uh, as well as, um, yeah, natural resources. We do a lot of programming and education so that people recognize water is not an unlimited source. I mean, yeah, we get 60 inches of rain or close to it every year, but a lot of it runs off and we don't capture it. Uh, it may go into, um, you know, the storm drains into the intercoastal and not necessarily available for us. So it's important to conserve. Mm -hmm. We are so lucky to have Grassy Waters Preserve, which is a remnant of the Northern Everglades. And that is one of our main sources of drinking water. So we have uh, surface drinking water supply. We do have some backup supplies as well but all of that means that we need to think about what we do to keep our water uh, clean safe and then make sure we have plenty of it so there was a point where someone identified the need for exactly that protecting and preserving the, the environment tell us a little bit about the history of sustainability and its role here in west palm beach I'm so happy to do that uh, because we have such a long history and the city of West Palm Beach has been a leader in the whole climate change action field. Um, we got started with uh, Mayor, then Mayor Lois Frankel in 2007 and the office was created in 2008. We had a large uh, citizen-driven task force, City Green Task Force, that um, actually met and gathered information and made recommendations for two years. From that, we developed a sustainability action plan. Um, we started really right off the bat doing some great things. Um, about that time was during the Obama years and we were able to get some stimulus money to move forward with some actions. We were the first city in the state to, in, to have an electric vehicle in their fleet. We installed uh, EV charging stations before they were really even selling EVs here in Florida. Um, so that was really great. We joined the Better Buildings Challenge uh, to help reduce our energy use. 
and we you know we did great things with water conservation we were uh, a wyland mayor's challenge winner mm. um, we've also done greenhouse gas emissions uh, uh, inventory that got, that was back in 2014 i believe and and then we update that every few years we've expanded our staff we have yeah. really worked out in the community and i'm really happy to say in uh, 2015 we were recognized as a five-star community uh, which is a uh, a certification that looks holistically at the things you are doing in your quality of life wow. then we trans sort of changed that and in 2022 we were awarded a gold certification for lead for cities and communities and that measures our city against uh, benchmarks of environmental social and um, equity issues everything uh, across the country really um, is a standard and we have a gold rating that's fantastic. Now, you've gone through a list of many accomplishments since uh, since the office opened. Let's try to enumerate what are the most pressing needs for our community as far as, is it water? Is it climate change? Is it uh, sea level rise? What 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 are, what should we be, be, be focusing on as far as the things we need to be addressing right now? So can I just say yes to all of the above? Um, I, I think education and awareness about climate change is really paramount. Um, we can't take action on things that we don't understand. Uh, and we've got to set priorities. So uh, my ask of everyone would be to educate yourself take advantage of the information that's out there so that we can make good choices either when we when we vote when we spend our money when we uh, you know make our life decisions it all really does impact how we are uh, adapting or or either helping or hurting our climate change uh, issues now specifically um, water conservation mm -hmm. is huge we have several programs uh, that can provide for example uh, high efficiency toilets uh, credits for people who would like to trade out old inefficient toilets which really uses a lot of water mm -hmm. we give away rain barrels to city residents um, so and we have many other uh technology pieces things that we try and do to save water now yeah my guess is if you were to go out and step out on the street and talk to anybody who lives here year-round they're going to tell you we get an awful lot of water here i think you mentioned earlier we, we were around 60 inches of rain a year so why why is there a need for west palm beach to conserve water we have to think about our long-term future. Our city is growing. And again, with that growth, it's not just more people, it's more buildings, it's more uh, pavement. It's, you know, how is that rainwater being captured? Mm. 
Uh, and we, you know, we need to think about that. And how is the aquifer being replenished, you know, for not just us if we choose to pull or need to pull water from that um, instead of surface water, but for our surrounding areas. And how clean is that water? Um, you know, again, some of that is going into the intercoastal, mm -hmm. and we want to protect the water there and as it goes out into the ocean. Absolutely. We'd experienced, I, uh, I, if my memory serves me correctly, one of the hottest, if not the hottest, summer times uh, in recent memory. Uh, the increase in temperature is real. How, how do citizens contribute to helping to solve that problem? Well, um, that's sort of going to some basic climate change uh, information. So in the world of climate change discussion and science, um, there's sort of two buckets. One is mitigation. And that are things that we can do to slow down or stop climate change, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions that are the cause of climate change. The other is adaptation. So that is, okay, things are already changing. What can we do? What do we need to do to address those changes and live with those changes, to adapt to those changes? So as a resident or a business in the city, that mitigation part, you can look at what is your carbon footprint? So what does that even mean, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, it means how much energy are you using? Uh, are you cranking your air conditioning up or, or up or down, however you say that, uh, so that it's running all the time? And, uh, you know, a lot of times I need to have a sweater on in the summer to be inside. You know, so looking at reducing your air conditioning use is a big factor. Uh, what's going on in your house? Do are, Is your house tight? Is there weatherization um, things you can do? Can you put more insulation in your roof? Um, are there leaky doors or windows that could be tightened up? All of these things can help with that. Oh, absolutely. I know that uh, I used to live in a home where we had jalousied windows. Oh, my goodness. Okay, and I mean, you could hear the wind whistling through those all day long. So truly, there, there are lots of things we can do to uh, use less energy and, and, and make improvements there. Um, you're, you're making some important hints or, or points here about, about what we can do to, to, uh, to conserve and to protect our environment. Where can people find this information out? I mean, is it online? Where, where do we get information? Well, there are a lot of sources, but you can certainly come to the Office of Sustainability, and you can email us at sustainability at wpb.org. Um, also go to the city webpage. It would be um, wpb.org slash green, mm -hmm. and find a lot of information there. You can call us. I mean, we want to be your resource. We know people are busy you know they've got so much other things going on that they can't pay attention and gather all that information we want to do as much of that for you as possible so please take advantage of of what's there and of the programs that we have say if i uh, if i'm a um, i'm a leader for a homeowners association or a condo association will you come out and speak with us 
We would be delighted to speak with you. And I'll tell you about a couple of programs that we have mm -hmm. that we could bring directly to your um, neighborhood group, condo, homeowners association, um, not-for-profit group, you know, community organization. Mm -hmm. We have a, uh, a, a program that is called HIP, Home Improvement Program. It's really targeting some of our underserved communities, and we will come out and sort of talk you through a home audit that will look at energy and water, and then we will give you um, things that you can go home immediately and trade out in your house and make a difference. So you could get up to uh, a dozen LED light bulbs. Yeah. We have high efficiency shower heads and aerators, weather stripping, you know, tons of, of things like that, that you'll be able to see a difference in your electric and water bill right away. That's uh, fantastic. We also would love to talk about electric vehicles. Mm. Um, we do a greenhouse gas inventory uh, every third year, and every time the two top emitters are buildings because of the amount of energy we use and transportation. Let's le elaborate a little bit on what greenhouse gases actually are. So uh, greenhouse gases are, um, they, they are gases that are impacting our atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, when you hear about global warming and, you know, it, it, think about it as a blanket around the earth. And those greenhouse gases are that blanket and it's keeping too much heat inside. So we want to be able to let some of that heat that is trapped because of the greenhouse gases out. So the fewer gases we have, the, I don't know, lighter the blanket mm -hmm. uh, it is around the yeah. earth, I'll say. Uh, but those are most often caused by fossil fuels. And so by looking at um, electric vehicles, for example, that is a, a way to reduce our transportation emissions, so those gases that come from transportation. But you don't have to buy an EV in order to reduce your uh, transportation uh, emissions. You could walk. It's beautiful here most <laughs> of the time. So get out and walk. Ride your bike. Absolutely. Use public transportation. Our city has some great options um, for getting around that are also electric. These are all things that are important to contributing to controlling this. We are a city that's surrounded by water. We are also surrounded by some of the most beautiful trees and greenery that you could ever imagine. How important are trees to preserving the environment? You know, I think just because they are here and typically green all the time, mm -hmm. there's some things we tend to take for granted, right? And those trees are so important. They provide shade, which cools down the sidewalks and the streets. It allows you to be more comfortable biking and walking. Um, they take up storm water. 
So in other words, when it rains and then uh, the, the water runs off, maybe because everything can't be uh, absorbed, what is absorbed uh, is taken up by trees. So there's less runoff, mm. and that's very helpful. And then trees also sequester carbon or greenhouse gases. So what does that mean? They take in carbon dioxide and store it in the body of the tree so it's not going into the atmosphere. And and you know they increase your property value. So just, you know, a lot of times everything comes down to money, you know, right. we'll think about that as well. Um, and they provide homes for sure. the, you know, the birds, the pollinators that are so important to us. So how do we help residents plant more trees? I'm so glad you asked <laughs> me that. Uh, we have a program, uh, 10,000 Trees in 10 Years. We give away a thousand, uh, minimally a thousand trees a year wow. to residents and businesses. They're native trees. Um, and we're asking you to put them, you know, plant them in your yard. We have education about the right plant for the right place. So you don't want to put a huge tree in a tiny little spot and then it not be happy and you not be happy with it. Mm. But um, you can go to our website and see when our tree giveaways are. You get to pick the tree that you want. Um, and this year, for the first time, we gave away fruit trees. Oh. And that was just really successful. Everyone loves fruit trees. Yeah. Unfortunately, they cost a little bit, like a good bit mm -hmm. more than the other trees you give away. So we can't afford to give them away all the time. Um, but we were wanting to do the fruit trees for especially to improve people's diet to help where you know maybe they're food uh, deserts mm -hmm. so having that fresh fruit just in your backyard uh, can make a difference to some families that's that is so true and, and that, that's a fantastic program you have many many programs available and i know that i see your team out at all sorts of events um, tell us a little bit about the outreach. When people can see you, what can what can they look forward to to talking with and learning about when you're out in, say, you know, uh, uh, the green market or or another city event? Well, first, let me just reinforce that. Um, everyone can always call us, right. and we, we will try and come to you. Um, but we are out in the community a lot. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that uh, we might talk about that we haven't already mentioned here is single-use plastics. Um, single-use plastics, well, first off, plastics are made from petroleum. So that's just telling you that there are uh, greenhouse gas emissions uh, involved with that. But plastics don't degrade. They, they, they break up into smaller pieces, into microplastics, but then they get into everything. Mm. So we want to reduce the amount of single-use plastic out there. That means plastic bags or water bottles or... 
um, you know, what wrappers, drinking straws. straws. So, yes, we do have a prohibition on single-use plastic drinking straws and stirrers. You're not allowed to use them or sell them in the city. Um, We often are talking about the impacts of that uh, single-use plastic. And we give away reusable uh, bags so that you, you know, just, just, you know, don't take them. Don't, don't use those plastic bags. And I do also want to put in a plug here for um, Keep West Palm Beach Beautiful. This is a new program. This past year, the city became an affiliate with uh, Keep America Beautiful. And our public works department has the uh, coordinator there who is doing a lot of great things and is looking at beautification, but also that litter uh, and, you know, trying to to clean those areas up, and they're doing a great job. So uh, if you see Keep West Palm Beach beautiful uh, information out there, please stop and pay attention, and maybe there's an opportunity for you to volunteer with them. Earlier this month, there was a gathering of some world leaders to discuss these particular matters. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. That was COP28. COP is a compact of parties, and it is a part of the UN that addresses climate change. Our mayor, Mayor James, attended, mm-hmm. and which uh, you know is just thrilling. So the group of world leaders um, are trying to establish goals and guidelines for countries to meet different um, greenhouse gas reduction goals. And I'm very happy to say that the city of West Palm Beach has already set uh, the goal of net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. And we are working toward that goal. And that is the overall UN goal. If you had the opportunity to share a thought or let's make it a little tiny list, three things that you would want people to always remember about conservation or even about sustainability here in West Palm Beach, what would those three things be? Wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, I would say that it takes a village. You know, government alone cannot fix things. We can lead, but uh, for example, our greenhouse gas emissions, the city of West Palm Beach operations, so municipal government operations, is 3%, under 5% of our total community greenhouse gas emissions. So that means it's up to every individual, whether you live here, work here, play here, learn here, to take action and be responsible because we live in paradise, just like you said. As a matter of fact, our sustainability action plan is Rethink Paradise is the name of it. And uh, we do want to rethink paradise so that this paradise is here for us now and in the future. So definitely don't wait for someone else to take action. You take action, learn, and and do. Um, 
So that sort of sums a lot of that yeah, up, that's really. That's a wide spectrum and very important <laughs> message. It's, it's not quite as uh, uh, succinct maybe as far as a, an individual action that you can take. But, um, but it's a great starting point. It's, it's in, 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 I think one of the things that I'm coming, coming away with from our conversation is the fact that people can reach out to your office to get specific information on things that are impacting them, their property. They have a question about, um, you know, greenhouse gases. They have a question about how can I get a tree? How those things that you can help them with on a one-to-one -one basis, and they can they can call you and talk to you about. Absolutely, you can call five six one eight zero four four nine nine four and we'll be there. You can email us at sustainability at wpb.org. And, you know, you can stop and talk to us when we're out in the community because we are, you know, we're at the Green Market, we're at Lagoon Fest, we go to Manatee Fest. We, yeah, I mean, you name it, we're, we try and be out there. Um, because out of sight, out of mind, we want you right. to remember and think about, uh, you know, that it's it's time to take action. It is indeed that. It is time to take action. Penny, I want to thank you for joining us today. This has been a eye-opening discussion about important resources that every resident can take part in. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to share as a, a parting parting comment to our audience? Well, I, yes, I want to go back a little bit. I talked about mitigation, those two buckets. Right. And mitigation was reducing our greenhouse gas emissions, which is causing climate change, right? I said reducing your, you know, your energy use, looking at other ways of transportation, those kinds of things. Well, the other bucket is adaptation. Uh -huh. And one of the mm -hmm. things that we are uh, having to adapt to all over, but especially in South Florida, we're seeing sea level rise, those king tides that come at the equinox, usually right. in the fall, but we see them in the spring. Um, we're getting stronger storms. It's not just hurricanes, although, thank goodness we haven't had any, knock mm. on wood, for uh, several years, but the hurricanes are getting stronger. We, we used to not have a Hurricane 5, Category 5, and now every year it gets four or five, you know, hopefully is reduced before it hits land, but that's telling you that the oceans are warming up, the... Um, some of the weather patterns are changing, so we have to think about adapting to that. That may mean where are we building our houses? How are we building our houses? You know, stronger building codes have been in place for a while. Um, we also are seeing rain-induced flooding. So not just from storm surge or from sea level rise, but we're getting these deluges that, you know, 10 inches at a time. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if we have rain 
at, at, over several days, and then we get another downpour, there's no capacity, there's limited capacity in our soil to handle that. So that's why we get flooding, even though Florida's a pretty flat place, right. you know. So thinking about ways to adapt, and the city is doing things to address that. Um, we currently are uh, undergoing a vulnerability assessment that is looking at all those things I just talked about, especially the storm surge, rain-induced flooding, and sea level rise. And we're going to come up with some uh, suggestions about what to do about that. We have been installing tidal valves in uh, around Flagler Drive, so those king high tides, um, the the sea level rise is not causing the water to come up through the storm drains anymore. Those tidal valves mm. keep those down. Mm -hmm. We have a uh, pilot program that we're going to be testing some new technologies on a few areas of our seawall. Um, so we can, you know, we want to do green components, so plant mangroves or do some things that um, haven't necessarily been done um, throughout history for, uh, for let's say, uh, seawalls and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, we've partnered with Palm Beach County, and there have been some great um, the mangrove plantings in different locations. So, you know, every location, it, it, it's, it, they're unique. You have to look at what's needed at the location, what's going to work with how the, uh, the, the waterfront is used and how it, um, you know, may impact and, and all those things. So we are addressing these climate issues uh, we're also addressing climate issues through transitioning our fleet to EVs, to providing more transportation to our residents. So all of those things, I, I guess what, my, what I would like really for people to understand is that we are working. We have a plan. We want this city to be resilient. But again, it's going to take all of us. And it's going to take, you know, thoughtfulness. It's going to, you know, it, it's it's going to take money. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to take setting priorities. And um, we need educated and informed residents to help us make those decisions. Sound, and engaged residents. Engaged residents. Absolutely. Well, I think the takeaway for me is, Yes, we face some great challenges, but there is hope. There are solutions if we all work together and become educated and uh, do the right things for both our community and for the environment. Uh, the future is bright. It's still paradise. We just need to reimagine it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We do live in paradise, and I'm a glasses half full kind yeah. of girl. Um, I, I think that we always we always rise up you know mm -hmm. we it is just who we are and that is happening and will continue to happen with us addressing climate change so yes it's it's a bright future but we do still need to act yes we need to act to keep it that way
Penny, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we have been talking to Penny Redford, Resilience and Climate Change Manager at the City Office of Sustainability here in West Palm Beach. Um, Penny, again, just so that people know what resources are out there, where can they get in contact with you? Please email us at sustainability at wpb.org. You can call us at 561 um, 804-4994 and you can find us on the city website wpb.org slash green we would love to hear from you this was a wide-ranging talk about what the office of sustainability does here in the city of west palm beach and in the weeks ahead we'll have more from this team about exciting programs residents can be involved with to help protect our environment You've been listening to the City Center podcast from West Palm Beach, Florida. If you've enjoyed our talk today, please subscribe. For more information about the City of West Palm Beach, visit us at our website at wpb.org. We'll see you next time.